In 2017, British company Cambridge Analytica collected large databases of personal information without being checked. This was a wake-up call for many data subjects, organizations and governments. However, it has not ended the act of data exploitation, which is big business. As a data subject, what rights do you have over your personal data that has been collected with or without your consent? The knowledge of one's rights as a data subject cannot be overemphasized. However, it is not just enough to know your rights as a data subject. It is expedient to be able to enforce said rights. Today on Privacy Notes, Ulugbengan Urena from TaxTech will tell us about the gray areas on enforcing your rights as a data subject. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode nine of Privacy Notes, the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Tax Aid Technologies Limited, TaxTech, in collaboration with NDPR Academy. TaxTech is your plug for all things data protection compliance, software development, and cybersecurity services. And the NDPR Academy is your plug for all things data protection trainings and certifications. On this episode, we are here with Michael Binga. How are you today? Urena, I'm good. I'm good. You keep confusing people with my many <laughs> names. I'll stick with the Olubenga for today, though. Okay, okay. That's Thank fine. you. Okay. So in this episode, we're talking about enforcing your rights as a data subject, the gray areas. This is actually a really gray area for a lot of people. I'm sure you listening to this, you'll be like, what's the data subject? What's the rights of a data subject? So don't worry, just stick to this. We'll take a short break and be right back. And we are right back. This is still Privacy Notes, the podcast brought to you by TaxTech and the NDPR Academy. We're looking at enforcing your rights as a data subject. What are the gray areas around this? The term data subject is actually not new on this podcast. You've heard that lots of times in our previous episodes. But for the purpose of this episode, we're still going to reiterate that again. Under the NDPR, we define the data subject as a Nigerian citizen, regardless of where he or she lives, or anyone who lives in Nigeria that is a resident of Nigeria, regardless of ease or nationality. Now that we have laid this foundation, let's um, just look at it very quickly. In Nigeria as it is right now, now we're talking about the rights of a data subject, how they can enforce this right. So you even think most Nigerians even know they have rights as a data subject? I don't think so, in my opinion. Mm, I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you sure you're not going too fast there? You don't think so? That sounded quite foul. <laughs> okay, just messing yeah, around. Let's yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's the real purpose of why we're here, actually, because mm. it's not something that a lot of people know about. I mean, okay. talking about we have eight rights of data subjects, something mm. like right to be informed, right of consent, right mm. of access, right to object, right of rectification, right to restrict processing, right of personal data portability, and right to be forgotten. That right to be forgotten is actually one that I think most people don't even know about. So, I mean, we're getting on a call with Kemi Omotobora, and I'm sure that she would explain to us all these things in details. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. So, yeah, she mentioned eight rights there. So, these rights are actually the rights of a data subject. Just the same way the Constitution provides us to rights as citizens of Nigeria, you also have rights even as data subjects. That is, anyone who has to process your data has to make sure those rights are not trampled upon in any way. So, yes, we're going to be bringing Dr. Kemi Omotobora Shortly, Dr. Kemi Motubara is a senior lecturer at the University of Lagos and she's also a data protection 
practitioner. Incidentally, she's also on the faculty of the NDPR Academy. We'll be bringing her shortly to do some justice to a few questions. I don't think we want to take all eight right now. No, no, just take two. Well, they're all important, but I mean, mm. the ones that we want to shed some light on just so that we give you snippets of what the academy is going to talk Fantastic. about. Fantastic. The right to, say to be that. informed and right to be forgotten. Something that would actually strike something in your mind. Your subconscious, Probably, maybe. Yeah, your subconscious, mm. maybe. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll take a break and then we'll be right back. Okay, so we have Dr. Kemio Motubora on the line right now. We're just going to be asking her very few questions on the right to be informed and the right to be forgotten. Dr. Kemio Motubara, you're welcome, ma'am, to our show. The, yeah. The, all right. This is Privacy Notes, the podcast. So very quick one. What we are aware of um, in terms of the right of a data subject to be informed, do you agree that this right has been very well protected? I mean, in Nigeria, basically, right now. Let's look at Nigeria as a case study now. The right of a data okay. subject to be informed. What's your opinion or your take on this? Okay. So, yeah, I'll say that to um, a very large extent, that right has been taken care of. Mm. I mean, how it's implemented in practice is a different thing, but how it's provided for in the law, it seems that, you know, the, the scope is quite broad. So right, yeah. I'd like to look at it from three perspectives, okay? Mm. That yes, is ma'am. the data subjects right prior to the processing of their personal data. That's their right to be informed correct, prior to collection, if you like. Mm. So, prior to collection of their personal data, the right during subsequent processing, and their right when their data is transferred abroad to a foreign country. Mm. So, mm. if you look at the law as it relates to, we are talking about the NDPR now. Yes, that, that, that's correct, ma'am. Yes. So, if you look at the population, the right prior to processing, information that are required to be given to the uh, data subject. So, for example, what is the identity of the controller? Mm. What are the details of the controller? Mm. What legitimate interest do they have in in the personal data? What are the lawful basis on which they are collecting the data? Mm. And they also have to form the data data subject of the different rights that data subjects have, you know, at that point of collection and yes. at subsequent processing of the personal data. And then if you look at, you know, what I call the rights during the processing of the data or subsequent collection, you see that there are also very important rights that are provided for mm. the data subjects' rights to access the data that's already been collected. Yes. Uh, their right to rectify the data. In fact, their right to withdraw their consent, uh, mm. you know, to subsequent processing of the data. And, you know, to more or less object to any further processing of their personal data. I think the right to portability mm. of their personal that. data. Yes. And, you know, all mm. these rights have been provided for. Okay. So, um, the third one, I think, is the transfer. 
Okay, because mm. that's also an important aspect of the data subject, right? Since a third or foreign country might not have the same level of protection, you know, as the country that they originate from. Yes. So in terms of that, the nation also provides that the, mm. the data subject has the right to be informed yes. about the, the level or the types of safeguards that are available in the foreign country rather than the transferred to. So, yes. to that extent, that the law provides or the regulation provides for this right, I would say, yes, the right of the data subject to be informed is actually uh, broadly covered, mm. especially when we compare it also with, you know, other established or well-established laws like the uh, European Union General Data Protection Regulation. Yes, the GDPR. So, yes. Yes. But mm. I mean, we don't know, for example, the extent to which data controllers in privacy notices, mm. which, you know, are supposed to contain this information and the access that the data subjects would have to, to, to um, this uh, um, information. Yes. So, to the extent that the law provides, uh, the regulation provides for it, yes. In terms of practice, mm. whether uh, data controllers actually have privacy notices that contain this information and they are monitored to ensure that, you know, they comply with the regulation, I'm not sure how much of that, you know, we can vouch for. At this time. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. So that was um, pretty informative there. Although for me, you actually even went beyond what we asked, which was fantastic for us. You actually enlightened us much more, even beyond just the right to be informed. So we also wanted to look at the right to be forgotten here. Urena, you had a question for Dr. Motubara. Yes, ma'am. Good afternoon, ma'am. Uh, earlier on, you spoke about the right of a data subject to be forgotten. That's if you provide your personal information, you have the right yes. to also withdraw it. Okay, if you're talking about the right to be forgotten. Yes, ma'am. So, yeah, I'm not quite sure that we have a right to be forgotten under uh, um, our own regulation. So, if it's the way you put it, that a data subject has a right to... Is it that they have the right to withdraw? So, they have the right to ask the data controller or the data administrator that they do not want their personal data to be processed again to delete it completely from that database or anywhere that they have that information. They have right to, to request, have yes. You have the right to request, yes, the data controller yes. or administrator. So the question yes. basically yes. was that, are Nigerian citizens yes. really aware of this in practice? How practicable is this right? Are they aware that they have this right? Yes, most Nigerian citizens as it stands uh, right now. Well, that's a difficult question <laughs> to answer in terms of, you know, and also, I think that we did have subjects. So the yes. fact that I oh, know, we not mean that other people know. So I would say that we need some kind of empirical study mm. to actually see or uh, know the extent to which people know mm. that they actually have the right to um, ask the data uh, controller to raise or delete their data. But, you know, that hasn't uh, been said. We also have to understand that this right to be forgotten, okay, the right to have data deleted or removed, is also rather controversial. True. When we used to say the right to have your data deleted or the right to have 
the data away. You know, it's still slightly mild. But mm-hmm. when the GDPR came in, you know, when it came into effect, and we started talking about the right to be forgotten, mm-hmm. it became slightly more controversial. Mm-hmm. What do we mean when we say a person has a right to be forgotten? Mm-hmm. Okay? If you look at, there's, there's a recent case that was delivered by the Court of Justice of the European Union, I think it's Google and CNIL, that's the French uh, Data Protection Authority. Yes. You know, the court was at odds to determine the extent to which data controllers can also exercise, the, the, the extent to which they can comply with the right to be forgotten. Mm. So does it mean that if you have for deletion of your data, erasure of your data, you want to be forgotten, does that mean that everything, everywhere that the data has been uh, are used, processed? Everyone to which it has been transferred mm. needs to delete that data. Because mm. the court was of the opinion that, look, for example, if the right to be forgotten exists in the European Union, right, in Africa, we are in Nigeria. So if it has been published by Google in Nigeria, does it also mean that you have a right to be forgotten in Nigeria? You know, it's a slightly controversial right. And people want to be forgotten for different reasons as well. Mm. And there might be reasons that are in the public interest. We should not forget certain uh, information about individuals because it's in the public interest to have that information in the public domain. So as far as the NDPR is concerned, I don't know if we can actually say that the right that we have under the NDPR, the right to be forgotten mm. in the way that it is expressed and it is interpreted in the European Union, mm. or whether it's a right to ask that your data be erased. The, mm. the fact that your data is erased, you know, I would argue, does not mean that it is forgotten. Mm. Yes. Because there might be, the data can be in different places. Yes. Okay? Mm. And the fact that one data controller erased it or deleted it, mm. does it also mean that all other, other data uh, controller data, yeah, should yes. also erase it? Mm. So, uh, argue, depending on their use, so a private data controller can delete your data and a public institution might have a need to keep that kind of data, you know, for other public interest Thank you so much for your time. We've learned so much, and I'm sure our audience will also learn so much from you as well. Thank you. Have All a great right. day, ma'am. Thank you very right. much. We, we, we also Thank believe you. that when next we call on you, you'll definitely be available to um, give us All more right. insights. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. Kemi Motivara.
And we are back. This is still Privacy Notes, the podcast brought to you by TaxTech and NDPR Academy. So we just had Dr. Omosubora talk to us about the rights to be informed and the right to be forgotten. That is just two of the rights of data subjects. So, Michael, what do you think about this? Well, I think um, she was pretty insightful and was a very, very good one. In terms of the rights there, we just looked at two out of eight. You should join us in the next um, NDPR Academy Foundation class to have more insight into this and actually understand most of what we'll be talking about in terms of the rights of data subjects. That's actually module three of the foundation course itself. Rina, when are we having that again? So that's September 18th and the practitioner class is going to come up the next week. That's 25th and 26th of September. Save the date. Great. Please save the date. Um, from my takeaway from what um, Dr. Motobara mentioned or talked about basically, what I could take from there was the fact that there could always be a variance basically in the practice that is a practice of this right, that is the right to be formed now, that is, and also the regulation. So the regulation is actually pretty detailed and stipulates all the relevant things that should be done in terms of keeping the data subjects right to be informed. But in actual practice, we can actually determine or measure how well data controllers comply with this right to be informed. But then we keep having our studies that we keep checking out. And of course, that also reminds us of one of our products, the RDB. We mentioned it a few weeks now. The RDB is actually the Report Data Breach Platform, where in the event that any of your rights have been breached in one way or the other, you could actually come and lodge your complaint, rdb.ng. Just visit our website, www.rdb.ng, to make this complaint. Then, of course, the right to be forgotten, you know, it's also known as the right to erasure sometimes. But then we asked a question earlier on how practicable is this? How, in the real sense of thing, is it actually doable? Is it possible to actually forget your data mm-hmm. entirely? To what extent can it actually be really forgotten? Or how can you erase it from, you know, all the sources that have that data? I was actually going to make a joke then. Even if you erase it, can you actually erase it from your memory? But basically, there, like, there are some of these data that falls into the wrong hands. Even if you're able to erase from the actual source, do you know how far these data has actually gone how far how far it's gone how do you want to possibly reach from every other source but the major thing is that at least the data controllers who have this data should be able to enforce this right as a data subject to ensure that data you don't want anymore can actually be erased and that's what's called the right to be forgotten now we thank dr motubara once again for doing justice to this um, particular topics today All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. And do not forget that our classes are coming up on September 18th. That is the foundation class. You can log on to www.ndpracademy.ng or you can send us an email at info at ndpracademy.ng. For your data compliance services, software development, and cybersecurity, you can visit www.taxtech.com.ng to know more about what we do at TaxTech. Or you can send us an email at contact at taxtech.com.ng if you have no further questions you have for us. And we'll be happy to entertain them. And you can also visit us on social media. TaxTech is TaxTechNG. That's the handle across all our social media handles on Twitter, on Instagram, and on LinkedIn. And you can visit NDPR Academy underscore on social media as well. LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. All right. See you next week. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. And that was another eye-opening episode of Privacy Notes, the podcast. On our next edition, we'll look at the roles of data controllers or administrators. Meanwhile, you can visit www.rdb.ng to report any data breach.